0: What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Breslin Breakdown podcast, your one-stop source for everything Michigan State women's basketball, right here on Impact 89 FM. I'm Zach Sterdenick here with my co-hosts Owen Ozas, Aiden Champion, Bobby Zephyro, and Darren Baidun. Well, guys, we're back after a two-week pause. Michigan State picked up the 94-62 to win over Wisconsin on Sunday. But first, let's kind of talk about that COVID pause. Is there anything that you guys think could come out of it from a positive standpoint?
1: I would say personally for positive wise, it was able to get the Spartans healthy. I know like COVID is not a good thing, but cur- uh, uh, when they went into the pause, Tired Parks and Julia A. were both dealing with injuries. If you remember back way when, when they actually did play against Nebraska, they both got hurt So then they were able to, I guess, kind of rest in a sense during this break. And then the Spartans were also able to kind of work on some things. Uh, We saw them improve a lot on not committing personal fouls. They only had 13. They really struggled against Nebraska and Maryland the first time they played them. So I guess those are, if you had to say positive things that came out of the COVID break.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with Ellen on that. I think, you know, getting both, you know, Tyre Parks and Julia Arold, having those couple of weeks to get, you know, not just them, but really, you know, because obviously we don't know who might be, you know, nicked up with, like, you know, trying to play through whatever it may be. So just being able to get the whole team healthy um, is good. But also I think in terms of having sort of like a mini reset because, you know, coming off, you know, those back-to-back, those two tough back-to-back losses to Maryland and Nebraska – you know, after an eight and zero start, that could have been you know that could have been the starter potentially. You know, the teams maybe you know maybe a potential like maybe not swoon, but just you know it could have been obviously losing back to back games like that. You know, it can you know it's 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 tough to get through. You know, especially being those first two their first two losses of the season. So I think it allowed them to you know to clear their mind to clear their heads. You know, go back see what they did and get you know go back and see you know see what they did that first eight games versus what they did wrong against. Maryland, Nebraska, and be like, all right, well, listen, we've had a good break now. Now let's get back to the way we were playing, you know, to start, the, you know, to open the season. Let's get back to being the team that we know we can be. So, and, you know, they showed, especially during the second half of Wisconsin, they looked a lot like that team. So I think for being able to have that, you know, have that break, get a little mini reset, so to speak, and then kind of, you know, be able to get back on, a, you know, get a little bit momentum back, you know, coming off those two losses, I think that was, you know, very beneficial for them.
3: Yeah, they look sharp coming back from the break. Um, They had five turnovers last game against Wisconsin, which I mean, that's a super low number at any level of basketball. Five turnovers is pretty darn good. I mean, yeah, like Darren said, they looked really sharp. And I mean, I guess it kind of worked out well that they got to play Wisconsin, you know, last in the Big Ten, but not taking anything away from them. But at the same time, you know, if it was a like say you had to play a Michigan off this break or a Maryland off this break, Do you, would they have looked as good? I think just the timing of it all works out really well for the Spartans. And of course, you know, they get time to heal from their injuries or nicks and bruises. And yeah, now they got a game coming up against Maryland who they played really close last time. So we'll see. Um, we'll see how that works out.
4: Yeah. If there's a team that could have used a break right now, it's probably Michigan state. I mean, they were, banged up heading into um these past postponed games and also Alicia Smith especially I mean Coach Murchin had just said that she had a um, pretty nagging rib injury and then then she was struggling a little bit and then she comes out and drops 19 the other night against Wisconsin so um and gets the start so I think um that was very beneficial for her and yeah just what all you guys been saying about all the injuries and Um, I think it was a good opportunity for them to regather themselves.
0: Yeah, and that's something I was going to touch on as well. Lisa Smith really impressed me in the win over Wisconsin. That rib injury that she was dealing with, she had a really strong start to her Michigan State career, having a pretty good performance in her debut against Oakland, but then putting up 15 against Purdue before a couple games where she was struggling against Nebraska and Maryland and coming out in the win over Wisconsin in a big way providing the scoring and leading all scorers for the Spartans. Now they go into a really tough stretch. They faced a Wisconsin team that entering that game was 3 and 9 and 0 oh and 9 in the Big 10. Now they get a Maryland team who is ranked number 7 in the country with two losses on the season, both coming against ranked teams and just had their 24 game Big 10 win streak snapped on Monday. This is not going to be an easy game by any sorts. And then they go into Indiana on Sunday, who is also in the top 20, ranked number 16 in the country. What does Michigan State have to do to get things back on the right track, get moving in the right direction, and pick up some wins?
2: Well, I think when you talk about what they need to do against Maryland is that they need to avoid the one – bad quarter the the second quarter that they had in the first game because other than that they played Maryland pretty even if not outscored them in every other quarter of that game so you know I mean they only lost by five points so you know they know we know that they can play with them they're capable of doing that at the very least and if they have a more even second quarter they may win that they may win that game so we don't know so it's a situation where I again it's like I feel like it like at the you know, the first time they played Maryland, this is very much a proven opportunity. It's a rematch. I mean, they 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 have the chance to go to you know face them to avenge that loss that they had and to show you know the, to show the rest of the Big Ten to show the country that hey yeah we had those two back losses. back losses. I know you know you know we had a couple of weeks off through the COVID. but this is a good team. This is a team that's you know that can compete with the best of the Big Ten. They show they showed they could do that against Maryland, but they weren't able to finish the job. They have a chance to rectify that, and you know it's avoiding the, it's avoiding those bad stretches. It's being able to keep train baskets with Owosu and all the, all of other Maryland's top scores and you know players. You know, we saw Alicia Smith have a good game. We saw Eliza Winston make a few threes. We see you know, we we saw other players step up for Michigan State in their win against Wisconsin. They need that same kind of secondary scoring supporting Mia Cloud and if they're gonna if they're gonna have a realistic chance of being Maryland.
3: Yeah, and also with these games coming up the sp- up the stretch, if I could talk today, um, you guys touched on Alicia Smith. I mean, she did, you know, she did her stuff in the box score, but like things you couldn't really measure. I mean, she was making Amani Lewis like make sure she knew she was there when she played Wisconsin. I mean, she was so tough down low and against a team like Maryland who has Chloe Bibby, who gave the Spartans a hard time last, you know, last go around putting up 20 points. She's going to be crucial. And then, you know, you go to Indiana um who uh they have one girl on their team she's putting up 17 and 8 Mackenzie holmes who's another forward there you're gonna need alicia smith you know all that she has for those games as well because i mean you look around the big 10 there's a bunch of forward just a bunch of really good players around this league so you know the more you have with alicia smith stepping up if she can play like she did last game, you know, just with the intensity and just the overall impact she had. I mean, she'll be a big key for the Spartans down this stretch, I think.
1: I remember one specific quote from the um, MSU Maryland post-game press conference, and that was, we want them again, is what Julia A. Ralt said. That's what the Spartans were echoing in the locker room immediately after the game against Maryland. They are motivated. They really want to play them again. Um like Nia Clowden also said in the press conference, she said, had we played that second quarter a little bit better, we definitely would have beat them. Like there's no doubt in my mind, had they played that second quarter a lot better, they would have won that game. There's no doubt. Um, but you got to play the best defense you played all season long. Uh, just pulling up some stats from the Maryland lost to Ohio State. Owosu had 33 points. Um Katie Benson, she had 22 points. She shot she shot seven for 13 from the field and had seven three pointers. That's amazing. And then of course, of course, Chloe Bibby and then uh, um, Miller as well. And then all five starters for the Maryland versus MSU game for Maryland, they had double di- digit points against the Spartans. So you just got to play a lot better defense. You got to s- not turn over the ball, like bo- um, like Bobby mentioned. I believe it was five turnovers, which was extremely low um, against Wisconsin. So that's very encouraging. So you just can't make very many mistakes against these Maryland Terrapins or else you are going to lose this game.
4: Not just uh, five turnovers in that last one, they had no turnovers in the first half, um, which is outstanding. And if, yeah, if they can keep that up, limit those mistakes, um, you know, that will definitely help against big-time teams like Maryland. Also, um, their last game against Maryland was one of their somewhat better shooting performances, um, 37% from three. And a lot of that was due to Nia, of course, but also Julia Ayrault, who doesn't usually um, – she made four threes that game. Um and I think if other players can step up, like Eliza Winston, we know that she just had three threes last game. Um, if the shooting gets going for them, I think that could be very beneficial. And other players who don't exactly um, excel in that area need to step up where they do excel. So,
0: I think one big thing to look for in that Maryland game is going to be the free throws. In the game at the Breslin Center a few weeks ago. Maryland shot 38 free throws in that game. Michigan State was nine of 14, Maryland 33 of 38. Ashley Owusu was held to 20 points. She got 10 of her 20 points from the free throw line. She was five of 16 from the field. They did a really good job defending Ashley Owusu, except for allowing her to get to the line. She shot 12 free throws in that game. That's one player shooting almost as many as Michigan State's entire team. Maryland's entire starting starting lineup outside of Mimi Collins all shot six plus free throws. If you're not going to win games, allowing teams to get to the line 38 times. And Maryland continued to drive And they really just ran the point home on the Spartans by forcing them into different stuff. They threw different looks at them and Michigan state's going to have to be able to adjust quicker than they did last time, which is what led to that huge deficit because that game was close in the first quarter and Maryland got into an extended zone and really threw off Michigan state. The Spartans are going to have to be able to make adjustments quicker and not have to rely on Nia Cloudon to score 32 points. Cause she had a career high 32 in that game and it still wasn't enough. Odds are, she's not going to go for 32 every game. She can, but she might not in their next game. They're going to need somebody else to step up. And I think as you guys kind of mentioned, Alicia Smith could be that person. She only had two points in the first matchup between these two teams as she was dealing with that rib injury. And I think after a little bit of time, she's going to show why the Spartans were so excited to get her coming in as a transfer. Now, I think we can move to our next segment. We got one more segment and then predictions, mid-season awards. I think we're going to have some kind of fun with this. So you guys can go through. I have a few on our doc here, but the ones I have down are team MVP, sixth man, under the radar, most improved, and X-Factor for the Spartans. Do We want to just go through these and do one at a time, or do we want to do them all at once?
2: Well, I was going to say for team MVP, I don't think it's going to, I I think we could probably. Not much
3: debate Yeah, there, <laughs> no, There's
2: no, there's no debate on that. Like Nia Cloud has been, I think we can all agree. Nia Cloud is the singular force that has, that drives this team. She's driven this team all season. She's having an excellent year hovering, just averaging around right around 20 points per game, still being a point guard, you know, the top one, of the, you know, one of the top, I think the top assist leader on the team. And, you know, she's, you know, they're going to need, you know, they need her to win. They need her, you know, to be at her best to win because, you know, tell I me mean, how great a player she is. So, I mean, that's, you know, I don't think we need to talk about that too
3: much. Yeah. 24 steals for cloud and which leads the team, not only on offense, but on defense, you know, she's an anchor up there.
0: Enough said, I guess. <laughs> All right. So then we can move into the next one sixth man, which is kind of tough because the Spartans have shuffled around their rotation so much. And the people that were performing well off the bench have been shuffled into the starting lineup. So it makes it kind of tough, but what are you guys thinking for that one?
1: Well, I mean, Oh,
0: oh go ahead. You, Owen. You, you okay, got there first.
1: okay. Um. Well, like you said, there's a lot of different girls coming off the bench. I would say probably Alicia Smith, if we're going to count her as a six man because she did start last game but for the most part of this season she has came off the bench and she's looked really good so I'm going to count her as my six man I'm not sure what your guys' thoughts are on that I'm going to go a little
3: different way from you Owen I'm going to say Janai Kroom. she has played nine games this year only has one start but she doesn't really make the most noise in the scoring column, only putting up, if I could see correctly, yeah, about 4.3 points a game. But I mean, we saw it last game, you know, against Wisconsin, she rebounds, she is, you know, she can handle the ball, she can bring the ball up as a guard, and she can play defense as well. I mean, she really is just a five, great five-tool player, just kind of like a... Um, like the Don Kelly of the old Tigers teams, like she's like the Don Kelly, I would say, of this team in the way she can just kind of do a lot, if not everything, especially coming off the bench. So she's got my vote.
4: I was gonna say Crooms as well. Um, you know, whether she's coming in for um Nia or she's playing alongside her, I mean, you don't seem to miss much. I mean, obviously as Nia Clown, you're gonna miss some scoring, but you're not going to miss that momentum and that's what you want out of your six man.
2: Those are all good ones. Um, but I'm actually going to go in a little bit different direction. I'm going to go with Kendall Bostic because, you know, obviously coming in, you know, highly heralded freshman, high prospect ranking uh, by ESPN, but you know, she's had multiple double digit scoring games off the Spartan bench. She's a good rebounder averaging four and a half rebounds a game. You know, she just had, she had a really good game in only 12 minutes against Wisconsin. She had nine points and six rebounds. So I feel, you know, she's, she's able to give, she's one of those, she's one of the the players who is able to give them a good scoring punch off the bench, shooting 56%, very, you know, very efficient. Um, So as a freshman, it's impressive that, you know, she's been able to carve out such opportunity. Although I will say that, especially if Alicia Smith does continue to be the starting in the, does continue to be in the starting lineup. Probably the one the most important player coming off the bench going forward is going to be tyler Parks, considering the ability she has to score in the post, how she's you know arguably her you know arguably being the Spartans' best rebounder on the floor, one of their best physical, you know inside you know one of the best inside presence they have. So you know going forward, um, it's you know if Felicia Smith does continue starting, I I would I would look for tyler Parks to definitely go, turn into that role as being the main six man.
0: I would definitely agree. I think Parks is someone that's going to give the Spartans rebound. She's going to be able to score inside. She's got that inside presence. I think that if she remains in that bench role, that she will fill that spot by the end of the year. But so far in the season, I'm going to agree with Bobby. Uh, I'm going to go with Janae Crooms. And I also am going to put her for the under the radar, which is our next category, kind of to segue it in. I think she's been really under the radar and Bobby kind of hit it on the head. She can do it all. She's going to help the Spartans in a lot more ways than one. And she's shown the ability to get to the bucket and score. She's got the body type to be able to finish through contact. She's strong. and But it's really her playmaking ability that Coach Merchant was very high on at the start of the season, and we've seen that. She runs into trouble sometimes trying to make too many plays and trying to force it. But we've seen that spectacular playmaking ability, and I think she is – the under-the-radar key for the Spartans.
2: I'm actually going to go – I'm going to go with a player who had – who was able to get a lot of playing time last year because of how many injuries Michigan State had, but because of a lot – because of having a full rotation, she hasn't, she hasn't had as many opportunities this year. I'm going to go with Mo Joyner because – you know, there hasn't been, obviously she, she went through some injury issues. So, you know, she wasn't at, she hasn't been as available this season. As she was last season, but it doesn't feel, I don't know, just, you know, there've been a lot of big names, Julia Aaral's obviously coming on. Eliza Winston, especially has come on. So the Spartans have seen a lot of sophomore uh, leaps, but it seems like she's, you know, she's kind of, I don't know. She's kind of been a little bit more, um I, you know, I would other than trying to use a word other than under the radar, not to make it that much on the nose, <laughs> Um but she's very obviously she's you know last year as a freshman she was a 38 three-point shooter so we know she can bomb it outside, she's capable of making plays for others, she's a good defender, you know, she can do a lot of things off of that spar off of the, that sparring bench. So I feel like that she's good, she's someone that uh Susie Merchant can use in the variety in a variety of ways. And um, you know, I now that she's Full, now that like with the rest of the team she's fully healthy I think we're going to see a much better second half of the season showing for her and she could along with someone like Taylor Parks I think she's going to become definitely one of the key players for the Spartans coming out their bench
1: I agree with that Darren um Morrow Joyner we we know that she's been kind of banged up or um but she's definitely got a high ceiling Joiner, she's currently averaging Five point one points per game. She sprinkled in minutes here and there, but she can definitely do the dirty work off the bench. Um, there's not much more that I can add to what Darren said, but I think more joiner definitely look for her to have a bigger second half.
3: Yeah, as far as under the radar, um, not under the radar so much for us, you know, covering the team, but Nationally, for sure. I'm going to say Osmond. Tori Osmond, I think, would be because, you know, I say it every single game, you know, just the toughness she brings. She comes in, takes charges, dives on the floor. She's a better shooter than her 30% from three says. She's shooting about 39% from the floor. If she can get her shooting clicking, and, you know, she's going to bring, you know, the hustle and the muscle every time she plays on defense. So if she can get her shooting clicking, you know, even if, or if Susie can get her more involved just like some catch and shoot situations you know get her some open looks and she you know gets her confidence really going I think that she's going to be the under the radar under the radar player that Spartans you know will really need going forward.
4: I under the radar player would be Kendall Bostic and that's because you kind of uh, like what Bobby said about Tori, you know not many other people outside the program know about her, but as us cover it, um, we know what she's capable of. I mean, she's averaging 6.3 points per game off the bench as the team's only freshman. And that's that's crucial. That's someone you do want coming off the bench to kind of be a spark um, in the game. I think she's not done this season. She's got a bright future after this season, but I think she's got more that she's going to improve this season, so.
0: Yeah, so moving into our last two categories, um, the next one I think is going to be, I've got two names in my head, and I'd be surprised if any of you said any besides them. But for mine, I'm going to go with Eliza Winston for most improved. Um, I think that the there are two people that are neck and neck, but I think I'm going to go with Winston. She's been the second leading scorer on the team for most of the season has been really strong, moved into the starting lineup and provides just the perfect compliment to Nia Clouden. And I think that the Spartans are going to need her to get that confidence back and get rolling going down the stretch in order to make a run.
3: Yeah, I'm going to go with Winston as well. Um, we said it on the last broadcast as well. She has increased her points per game from last year by the most of anyone in the big 10 uh, she's increased her scoring average by 10 and a half points per game I mean we've seen the flamethrower capability of Winston plus that her outside shooting as well if she can get that going with um, just she's so quick super hard to guard and she uses that quickness on defense as well sometimes it gets She's still just like last year sometimes we will get a couple ticky tack hand check fouls, you know, just reaching in, but cleans those up. And I mean, yeah, she's definitely the most improved player, though, on this team. I would say.
2: Yeah, I'll definitely agree with yeah. Winston would have been my first one because when she's on the floor, first it, it, she's the perfect comp to Clown because obviously she can they they can both really play off each other because Winston's obviously with her three point shot, she's number one on the team in three point percentage. I think at about. Says here about 38%. And so obviously, she has a really good skill as a spot, sure. But also, it's like when she's running sets, I mean, she genuinely does want the ball. Like she'll hunt for shots. I feel like, you know, with someone like Mia Clown, who obviously is able, you know, she who is going to have the ball, who needs to have the ball so much just for the team to succeed, you need someone else who can really help take pressure off of her in terms of having another ball handler uh, like Winston in the starting lineup who can both play off of her and also take and also handle the ball when, you know, whenever, whenever she needs to or, or you know, whenever it calls, whatever a play is called for, her. Um, I think she's, you know, she's turned to be a really good cop for clown. And, you know, she's gone, you know, she's gone through some, she had gone through, you know, a slow spurt uh, or uh, a little bit of a cold stretch, before, right before the COVID cancellations start happening. But, you know she was able to make you know, she made a, she made a very you know, Bobby and I both talked about it, she made a very deep three in the game against Wisconsin, probably at least four feet behind the three-point line. Yeah, so, from
3: the Cole Center logo. You know,
2: yeah, from basically from the logo. So, you know, she has that kind of ability to be able to take over a game with her shooting. You know, she's in you know, she isn't in, especially on whether it's on offense or defense, you know, she doesn't back down from anybody. So I definitely think that she's coming off of a season where in her freshman year where you know she, she only played a little over eight minutes a game to now playing over 27 minutes. And, you know, like Bobby said, with, this, with the scoring increase, uh, she's all, she's already become one of the most important players on this
1: team. I definitely agree with that. I mean, Winston, she had 11 points against Maryland last time. She's really just a really good compliment to and like you guys have said. Winston definitely is going to be a big factor as well if the Spartans are going to win – the game against Maryland or Indiana it's she's going to have to shoot the three a little bit better, but um, from the field, she's been getting a lot better and better as the season's progressed. And I mean, she's done really, really well this season.
4: As much as I'd like to change it up, I'd have to also say Eliza as well. Um, And it's pretty obvious to me Um, this, like you've all said, the scoring, Change uh, between last year and this year is just outstanding. The fact that she worked her way into the starting lineup so early in the season, um, and somebody, please correct me if I'm wrong, but is she the only player other than Nia who has scored over 20 in a game this season? Who's I believe so.
0: Um, because and Alicia, she's
4: had multiple games over 20.
0: Yeah, Alicia's high was 19. Sorry. I believe that. I believe that's accurate.
4: I think that right there just um, really is staring me in the face saying, you got to pick Eliza for your most improved player. I mean, um, and she's just got, still got a lot to prove. Go ahead. Say.
0: Did all of us have Winston then? Is that, did I hear that correctly? All right. So yeah, mm-hmm. do you guys know who the other person I was thinking of that I thought was pretty close? Really? Julia Arolt is uh, the other one that I was going to say was close. Arolt, very similar to Winston making that sophomore jump. She's been a big key. We kind of talked about her already. But uh, that's where I was going to go with that. Now we'll move into X-Factor. I once again have two that I'm kind of unsure on. So I'll let you guys go first, see if anybody can convince me between the two.
1: (laughs) My X factor for um, the Spartans so far, Julie A. Rolt, like you said, my one big reason I'm looking at the Maryland game, she played, I believe it was one minute because she had um, foul trouble in the second quarter. And then she played pretty much the entire second half. And then she dropped 17 points. She, uh, she made four huge three pointers. She can pretty much do it all when it comes to shooting. Um, She's averaging, I would have to see exactly how many points per game. She's averaging about 10 points per game. game. So I think it's Julia I think that's pretty much besides Nia Cloud and the biggest factor on whether the Spartans are going to win their next two big games.
2: I'm actually going to go with a player that we've already mentioned a little bit in this. I'm going to go with Alicia Smith simply because you know going into going through that, you know, especially in the OPA that game against Wisconsin, they made a concerted effort to get her the ball in the post and to get her shots early. And you know, she had, an, she had a great showing getting to the free throw line, um, which which helped fuel most of her 19 points. And you know, we talk about Nia Clown obviously being at the head of it all. We talk about you know, Eliza Winston being the perfect complement with her shooting. Julie Arold is the only other player on the team currently averaging double digit scoring. But when you look at you know the skill set that Alicia Smith has working in the post having a you know a decent you know having a having a nice mid-range shot that she that she utilizes against Wisconsin as well they need i feel you know especially now Tyler Parks coming at the bench she needs to be that primary option where listen if a play breaks down you can throw her the ball down low and she can go get you a basket and you know cuz usually you know good teams are able to have a pro post presence like that and if she's capable of having more games like she did against Wisconsin, where, you know, she can get players in foul trouble. She can get to the free throw line. She's able to, you know, she's able to be that reliable presence down low. Then you're going to have a team multifaceted in terms of having, you know, the guard duo of Cloudon and uh, Winston along with, along with supporting shooters like a and Osmond, you know, and, and whoever else you want to bring off the bench. So I think her developing into that, you know, now that she seems to be a starter, really developing into that consistent post presence for Michigan state, that that could be a big key for them, especially, you know, once especially having, you know, with these games coming up against uh, Maryland
4: and Indiana. I think the uh, great thing about this team is there are a few players that um, could be X factors and there are, it just goes to show everyone is needed in their roles and I'm going to have to say Julia A-Roll because um, she's a player who sometimes will give you uh, less than five points. Sometimes she'll give you over 10, over 15. And the team just happens to do better when she is um, in a groove, when she's putting up 17 or 19. And um, also she there's been several games where she has like two blocks. Some games she has three and That's crucial on the defensive end. Um, She's definitely a player you want out there on both ends.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna go with A-Rolt as well to piggyback off Aiden's point as well. She actually, she leads the team in blocks with 15 total and the next closest would be Tyre Parks with eight. So yeah, you can't really overstate her impact on the defensive end. she had a few open looks against Wisconsin. Whereas, you know, if, you, if you're a fan, you'd like to see her hit those from three, but yeah, she's still shooting around 29, 30% from three. She's, you know, really good defender. And plus some of those blocks too. I mean, she sends some things out with attitude too, which I love to see, you know, she's swatting them into the stands, which, you know, cost of possession, but you know, as the other team, if you see a guard coming down and making those kinds of blocks, you know, it kind of makes them more reluctant to go inside. So I'm going to go with Arold as my X factor.
0: So I want to go with Arold, but I'm going to go with someone else, partially just because you guys have already driven home the point about Arold. One other thing about Arold is I know that this is not true, but as someone who's covering these games, it feels like she shoots a thousand percent from the corner on a three. Corner threes. It's in especially in games where she's playing well, like that Maryland game in that second half. Anytime she shot the ball from the corner, you know it's going in. It's like Cassius Winston off an offensive rebound. You know the ball's going in, and that's something that she has really provided for them down the stretch. The person I'm going to go with my X factor though is Tori Osmond. Um, Osmond does it all for the Spartans. She's been. Multiple times this season, she's had seven plus assists. She's been really good at sharing the ball. She can get rebounds. She can put in points if needed. She can shoot the ball pretty well from the outside. She can also get to the bucket. I think that that's going to be one thing. We haven't really touched on it yet, but we're going to touch on it right now before we go into predictions. Tori Osmond did not play against Wisconsin. And that kind of brings some pause as to her availability in this upcoming stretch because of the COVID pause. And if she can't go Michigan state still dominated Wisconsin, but Wisconsin's the last place team in the big 10. Maryland is the first place team in the big 10. It's a very different stretch. And that's something they're going to need to be able to play without her. And I don't know that they'll be able to do that. We'll have to see, but we can go into predictions. Now, if you guys want to give, you can give just kind of what you think the record will be for this week with Thursday's game against Maryland and Sunday's game against Indiana.
3: Um, I guess I'll lead it off. Um, I'm going to say that they're going to split those games. I think, you know, as they've been talking about Maryland, you know, we want Maryland, we want them back again. I think they'll come out like really sharp for this game not much of a hangover from the Wisco game. I think they're going to come out, beat Maryland. And then maybe from the next game. Now that's where, you know, I kind of get worried for this team as far as, you know, Oh, we're coming off. We beat Maryland, you know, top team in the big 10 and Indiana, you know, they're ranked. They're a good team. You know, they've got multiple double digit scores in Mackenzie Holmes, Grace Berger, Allie Patberg. And I, I, I don't know. I just don't like that Indiana game for whatever reason. Something in my gut just tells me they're going to split those two games.
2: I'll actually agree with Bobby. I think, I think going into, I don't want to say I feel like they have the capability of at least beating one of these teams this week. Although I will agree with them that I do feel like the motivation to make up for what they felt like was a missed opportunity when Maryland came to East Lansing those a couple of weeks ago. I think they're going to be motivated to come out um and to beat them. I think that, you know, again, they're coming back fully healthy. They're coming back, you know, on the on the run now and then listen, Maryland they're coming off a tough loss to Ohio State. So, you know, two point loss. So I mean, that's, you know, it's that that's a big letdown. So, you know, maybe they come out with a little a little maybe a little flat thinking like oh, we already beat this team Well, you know, it's like, uh, you know, coming off loss. Oh, we already beat this team. Like, you know, what, what are they going to do? It's like, so who knows? Um, but I think, I think they'll be moving. obviously we saw they could play with Maryland. So it, I don't think it's going to take too much. It shouldn't, hopefully it shouldn't take too much more for them to beat them. And yeah, I do think, although I do think Indiana, I mean, they're a good team. I think Mackenzie Holmes being that, that kind of post presses at six, three averaging around 18 points, seven rebounds, nearly three blocks that's a hard thing to deal with. Um, and, you know, especially if if, she, if, if Tire Parks and Alicia Smith, if they both, you know, if they both try to get, you know, if they if they get into foul trouble early, trying to, you know, do their, you know, even, you know, trying to defend her, I mean, that's good. That's going to be a tough matchup for the Spartans to deal with. So I'll agree with Bobby. I'll take them to beat Maryland. I'll take them to finally, you know, to get their probably their, uh, what's, you know, what would be that, at that point, at this point, their biggest season defining win, but, I don't. I, I think they'll. Yeah, I think they'll split, and then I think they'll come back and lose against Maryland.
1: I think um, final score for Thursday's game will be Maryland eighty-nine, Michigan State eighty-two. I think they're going to lose, and then I think they're also going to lose to Indiana. I'm more pessimistic, but like, both really good teams. They're both ranked. Um, unfortunately, I just think Michigan State can't keep the same firepower that they had. Last time, I don't – I haven't seen them besides, like, the Wisconsin game and um, games where they play worse teams, them play all four quarters. I just think – I don't know. I I think Maryland, they only play, like, seven, eight girls. And Michigan State has a wider range because Maryland's just got these really, really good players. Their starting five is really good. Katie Benson, Ashley, Owusu. Just all these players can definitely chip in just score on the offense. I don't think Michigan State can slow them down.
4: Well, I'm going to go in the optimistic direction. Um, I'm going to say that they go 2-0, and I think um, they will take this Maryland game to heart. I think they'll come out with aggression and they'll come out of the game as the victors. I think Indiana will beat Number 14, Ohio State on Thursday, and that will be their fifth straight win. I think Michigan State will end the streak.
0: So, I think that one key thing for uh, Maryland is they only play seven or eight girls, and they're without Angel Reese, their five-star freshman, and they're also without Chanice Lewis, who suffered a torn ACL and meniscus against Michigan State in their last game. And I think there's been a difference in Maryland since then there was a Maryland really struggled, but barely was able to hang on against Wisconsin. And then they lost to Ohio state. They've been a different team when they've had to go even smaller. I think if they can contain Katie Benson, who's going to be, who is just on fire right now, if they can contain her, I think Michigan state can beat Maryland. I'm going to go with champion. I'm going to agree. I'm going to go two and Oh, I was leaning towards one and one with a loss to Maryland. But the more I look into that game, the more I think Michigan State has a chance to win that game. The toughest thing is going to be can they win both of those games on the road? I mean, these are the top two teams in the Big Ten, both tied for first in the Big Ten at seven and one. Two and oh is a bold claim, but I think this team is ready for it if they're able to play well, first of all, but also I think they need Tory Osmond back. If Osmond's not back, I think they split. I don't think they go two and oh without Osman in the lineup, unless Mo Joyner really steps up off the bench at that wing position but I think that's it for us today we are about at about 35-40 minutes so that should be good we'll be back with you guys next week but for my co-host Owen Ozust Aiden Champion Bobby Zephyro and Darren Baidoon, I'm Zach Sodernick. thanks for listening to the Breslin Breakdown your one-stop source for Women's Basketball Action at Michigan State University right here on Impact 89FM.